the Spot Track Podcast, talking sports contracts, the salary cap, and business of sports. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Spot Track Podcast, presented by Morgan Stanley Global Sports Entertainment. I'm Kevin Sylvester, along with Paul Peck and the founder of SpotTrack.com, Mike Gennetti. By the way, Morgan Stanley Global Sports and Entertainment empowers professional athletes and entertainers with knowledge they make informed decisions about their finances and wealth. More on that in a second, Paul. Learn more visiting Morgan Stanley. MorganStanley.com slash GSE, Morgan Stanley Smith Barney, LLC, member SIPC. Oh, boy, someone from Morgan Stanley should have told Kevin Durant not to play. Yeah. They, right? That's an informed decision on a, his finances and wealth. That's right, on his future. A lot to think about now. Right. I mean, there's a lot to get into. I mean, I, I had this whole other show written, and now we're going to try to you know intertwine what happened last night with what we're going to talk about today, but uh, it's hard not to start there, right? It's hard not to start with the arguably the best player in so, the NBA going into free agency now, not being able to play right. next year. Let, let me put it this way. I threw a tweet out yesterday afternoon, um, which was totally in inverse to this situation, right? My thinking was, what if Kevin Durant comes back game five, game six, game seven and wins and wins this thing? Right. Right. There's no financial benefit for him. None to leave. It, no matter what. If he comes back and, and is just, just murders Toronto and wins this title for Golden State and steals this thing, right? He's still making $38.15 million next year. There's just no one's... You right. know what I mean? This isn't Joe Flacco winning the Super Bowl and gaining an extra $40 million, which is what happened, right? That happens in baseball. You see, you have some guy have a, have a murder postseason, and all of a sudden he's, he's making one hundred. million. Carlos Beltran's like perfect. one of the first examples. Yeah, of that. perfect. Oh, right. Perfect. Exactly. I know, I couldn't resist. But oh. all of these other sports, there's this whole other thing in the postseason where if you kind of show up, even if you were nothing in the regular season, if you sort of show up for two weeks, you can make a ton of money off it. There's no financial gain for Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Kawhi Leonard. They know exactly what they're going to make. And that's sort of the conversation I wanted to have today was this whole, you know, max contracts, slotted max contracts in the NBA, how they're based on a percentage of the cap. And if you're worth anything, you know exactly what you're going to make and there's no negotiation. All right. Well, let's, let's, we'll put a small pin in Kawhi Leonard and come back in Irving. We'll come back to them in a second. Yeah. We can actually uh, hold out on them for, uh, for a while. We'll do, a, we'll do a whole free agent precursor in the next two weeks because there's going to be so much to talk about. But I want to say this about Kevin Durant. Yeah, let's get into it. So I was in, you know, in Canada for the Canadian Open and watching TSN's coverage. And Chris Bosch was a commentator uh, with James Duffy, who does hockey. He's pretty know, good, right, Bosch? Yeah, very. He's, he's very good. good. He's good. Very good. Um, our friend Jack Armstrong too got a chance to watch great. Jack a lot. Love who's Jack. Great former Niagara University coach. Uh, I actually announced uh, I was the play-by-play man on the very first game Jack was ever a uh, color commentator for in basketball. Very nice. You're the one that did, got him golf and running. Yeah, but he didn't take me with him to the <laughs> NBA. Damn fierce. it, Jack! No, he did not. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyhow, Chris Bosh. They were they were talking about Kevin Durant and whether he's going to practice or not and even play, mm-hmm. and he said, look it, strains, you push it, they become tears. Yeah. And it'd be a bad – he just said it'd be a bad business decision to play. And damn if he wasn't right. All the way around, he just said – you know, he's talking about calves, and people are like, oh, come on, it's a calf. And he goes, hey, guys, if you, you know, all the weight you put on your calf, you ever had a calf? It's a very serious injury, and serious strains become tears rather quickly and that's exactly what happened to Kevin Durant. Now, you know, afterwards, yeah, I told you so, I told you whatever, and you got to imagine the pressure for Kevin Durant to play in this game. Did Kevin Durant need to play in the game? 
I mean, he won titles. He's about to become a free agent. The smart move. W- but w- they wouldn't. They wouldn't be great players if they didn't have the desire right. to do that. And 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 I, I, everything I you're agree. Saying, everything you're saying makes perfect right. sense from a lot. You know, smart business decision. But it's the NBA Finals, and and he's the greatest player in the league. And if he can get out there and do something or play close to his level. You would want every great player to do that. I think there would be more backlash negatively if he, if if it came out that he could have played and chose not to because it would be a smart business decision. Backlash from whom? Twitter. The public, I think, in general, and the fans, you know, whatever, whether that means anything or not, and I don't think it means a whole lot. But um, I don't, you know, hey, I, I give him a ton of credit. For and he looked pretty good early in the game. Yes, he, he, did. he did not look like he was a hampered Kevin Durant. He, he was being very smart about it. Sure, he he was hanging on the on the three point line. He was picking his spots, and then the first time he went to do that juke, it was done. I yeah. mean, somebody probably told him that, and he just got into it, got into the comp- competitive spirit, and you know tried to do too much. It it's awful. <laughs> it yeah. was awful to watch. Yes, let's let let's say this real quick because we are sitting here in Buffalo. And we have something in common with last night's game, okay? The fans that cheered and clapped and screamed and laughed when he got hurt and then as he starts to walk off, it's awful. That's going to happen everywhere. Everywhere. And it happened here. When Tom Brady's knee got destroyed by a Buffalo Bill, it happened here. So we're victims of it. Any major sporting event right now in this generation, you're going to see that. It's also an initial impulsive sort of yes. immediate reaction Correct. too. Yes. You know, and I think, you know, the first 5 seconds is different than seconds 5 through 30 when people start to realize exactly what had happened. Yeah. You know, and I I think there's been way too much said or critical of the Toronto fans for that. Like you said, Mike, every fan base is going to do that. Frankly, some fan bases are cheered and praised for the way they act like that. Listen, this is the most polite country in the world. <laughs> That's right. You're right. You're right. So if it's there, it's going to trickle up for sure. Yeah. They're yeah. probably going, yeah, sorry, sorry, yeah, right. sorry, sorry. Right? One more point on this, because now this is sort of the second iteration of uh, maybe a fan experience in this in this series, right? You had the you had the investor push push right. uh, Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Can we talk about? Can we give these these players some credit for their restraint? I mean, Absolutely. I mean, holy right? cow! This is now two sort of major ish, issues with the fans, and these guys have been complete pros. Complete pros. Kyle Lowry could have been an absolute monster after that situation. That's great, and he said so. Yes, he said so uh, in the press conference. He goes, "Now, had it not been at a court, you know, in the NBA and the spotlight when my kids are watching, it would have been different." <laughs> like he basically yeah. said, like anywhere else, this would have been a different outcome. Yeah, and uh, he he showed some constraint uh, in that situation. Horrible for a a team. Uh, Can't believe it, right? That's just r- ridiculous for a part owner of the team. What's he doing on court side anyway? Well, <laughs> if he can afford to well, be a part owner, he can afford the court side seats. It, isn't it better for the team to sell those things? But it's not for. <laughs> it, listen, it's not not the for, uh, Mark Cuban's an example, sure. right? Uh, sure. oh, by the way, an owner getting involved, sure. right? So it, it's not. But for him to actually shove the player. You should be catching the player. You shouldn't yeah. be shoving the player. You should be helping protect the player. Yeah. And, a, and a pre, it's much like we're talking about with the fans, the Raptors, you should be appreciating uh, the guy's effort to come back and play and appreciate the player he is and while silently saying, okay, we got a better chance with him out. That's why everybody's cheering. Like, okay, we've got a chance to win. They're not cheering that he's hurt. 
They're cheering because, right. okay, we've got a better chance to win. That's right. I think that's uh, perhaps the most appropriate way to put it. So, but let's talk about the contract now for Kevin Durant. Does this put does this put some onus on the Warriors to uh, say, hey, look at you know what you went out and did this for us um, for for them to pay him? Because if I'm the Knicks, if I'm another team out there, the Clippers, am I paying Kevin Durant the contract I was going to offer him? Let's start here in free agency. Let's start here because. It- he was always going to be the X factor in a lot of this conversation going forward. I mean, look, we're, we're only, you know, 20 days away from free agency. And it's going to get it's going to get busy fast in terms of these big players and and he was obviously going to be one of these linchpin guys. Was he going to go, you know, 4 years max contract somewhere? Was that going to do you think that was his next step? Sure. Just to max out in New York or in Brooklyn or in LA? I, I, or was I, he going to stay on his one one plus one deals? Max, max. I think he was going to go somewhere. Option. Max, be the man, get more endorsement, be money. the central figure. Absolutely, the LeBron contract in Los Angeles. Sure, okay. Because you know, I think he planned on winning again, and you know, what, what more do you got to do in Golden State? Well, there's you know, two. Right? There, there's two scenarios here that I can throw at you. He's probably if that's still on the table. If New York is still willing to do that, like you know, we'll take the first year off because that's probably going to have to happen. Now, Absolutely. Right? So you got to you got to do the four years now. Right, you can't do a one and one. No, with an with an ACL injury, you've got to financially, you know, you know, lock yourself in, because who knows? Who knows if he can't come back to this? So if New York's, you know, maybe you know, air quotations, dumb enough to give him a four year guaranteed contract right now, um, you got to do that. Here's you the, you mis misspoke, Mike, but it made me think a little bit. You, you said ACL, which it's not; it's Achilles. Right, Achilles. It, is, right. Is it worse? Is, is, that's what I'm thinking. Because, because it's lower, I think it's, it's worse. worse. I think the way guys come back from ACLs now, with the way You're right. the medical um, community is, it, first off, the rehab is shorter. Yeah. Um, guys generally come back. The 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 Achilles, I, I I think as you look across sports and you've seen guys who have torn Achilles, it affects their speed. There's no question about that. Um, yeah, I I wonder if if it sounds terrible and I don't want it to mean that way. An ACL would have been a better injury sure. for Kevin Durant. Sure, he well, might I actually have... had my ACL uh, replaced already, just as preventative, like guys with the pit, the pitchers <laughs> when they're in high school. You get better after anyway, don't you? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's like rookie of the year. <laughs> Tie me up. Um, if he can't move as well as he does now, is he the same player when he comes back? Well. well I, None of us can speak to that, but from a, that's what I mean from a contractual standpoint. You take as many years as somebody's like willing to give you, right? right? I mean, if somebody's willing to give you four years max still right now, you do it. I don't even. You probably don't even care what team it is right now because it, you're right. It's probably a long road back for this guy. He's 30. He's unorthodoxly seven foot, right? I mean, this was always the concern, right? That this kind of freakish size, speed, mobility, flexibility was going to get out a, at some There was point. a thought that flashed through my mind as you're watching those replays. You're like, man, his legs are kind of skinny He's for, for who he is. Oh, my God. You know? Paul, and, Paul, take a look back at Texas. That one year at Texas, he was so skinny. He was, he was crazily skinny coming into the draft, like to the point of, can he really handle, you know, Shaquille O'Neal? Right. You know, um, so he's come a long way from well, there. The question still, was, could they handle him? Is ultimately how it right. how it went. It certainly turned out turned out well. But this is a big, big situation now. This is the opposite of what I was anticipating. Right. I was sort of, you know, positively thinking he comes back, steals this championship, and we're talking about how he's the, he's worth double what he's going to make next year. Well, I, now now where now, are we? Right. Well, let me ask you this question: Does does this not uh, raise the price tag in a trade for Anthony Davis? It, it certainly takes – well, let's – before you go there, is there a chance he just accepts his player option? 
KD, you mean? Yep. Thirty-one so and a half million. So it be for one year. It's a rehab year, right? And stays with Golden State. Stays with Golden. Sure. That that, that would probably be the isn't, make, that, isn't that what's going to happen here? That would yeah. be a, that that would be a smart move, that right? Would. So, and can, frankly, can Golden State afford it? Huh. <laughs> well, listen. Can, can they afford thirty-one and a half million? The guy, the guy went out there, and you know, yeah. may, maybe they take the option. They trade the contract, right? That's trade possible. The rights. Trade. Oh, I like this. Right. Trade the rights. They get something for him. Well, here's the thing: the, the Wizards are going to be in a similar situation with John Wall. Um, let's just. It, we shouldn't assume Durant's going to be out the whole year. It's He's not, it's not looking good, right? No. Same yes, with, same with John Wall. It's not right. looking good. There is a cap credit. If you if you are guaranteed to miss a certain amount of games, percentage-wise, for the season, you will be credited so that you can handle the financial compensation that this this you know essentially it's a it's like an injured reserve salary. Um, and that would help them on the luxury tax. That would help them everywhere. So. It's even it's even more pointing towards this is the way they go, right? Sure. Yeah, right? I mean, it, it makes sense all the way around for everybody. So the Warriors get to say we're taking care of our guy. That's right. You know, he, he went out there. Mm-hmm. You know, he came back to try to help us win, and we're going to take care of him, you know. You have him for the year. He's going to get paid. He's going to rehab. We're going to be the best doctors in the world to get him to rehab, and then – you know he'll be a free agent again. The interesting and, and, and it helps him out in the cap wise. Yeah, it or, makes a lot of sense. Or, or or they trade his rights. Or they trade his rights, which is actually a whole bigger deal. Sure, <laughs> because then that new team can actually give him more with the rights being transferred. It's a whole ball of wax. The interesting thing to me is: is there another team that is willing because of its Kevin Durant yeah. willing to maybe go against what their logic would tell them, which is. Let's wait and see how he comes back from this. Are they willing to make an aggressive move to get him? Sure. The Knicks um, will do it, right? <laughs> and again, this is where doctors will come in, and the doctors yeah. will be able to be smart enough to say, here's what history tells us percentage of, of his ability to come back to be who he was. But yes, you're right. <laughs> to your point, it's, it's the there's going to be teams that will, be, that will throw all logic out the window and say, normally we would never do this for a guy who's not going to play this year, but because it's him and because it's us, we'll do it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you want to get that team together. It's essentially what happened with the Lakers here, right? I mean, I mean, LeBron missed half the season. The, the, the season was an absolute bust, but they've got him for three more years. Right. right? But they've they didn't the know he was going to miss half the season when they signed him. That's a much different dynamic. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No? Do the Lakers still take him, knowing they've got him for sure. the foreseeable future? Of course future? they do. Well, that's what the Knicks would be doing, right? Yeah, because the Lakers could clearly see as he's getting older how he's changing as a player. So, well, the Knicks probably do it because somebody else is willing to do it, right? Oh, I don't think there's any doubt they wouldn't. I mean, they, there's Brooklyn's no doubt in my do mind it. it won't be the. They wouldn't be the only team. Brooklyn's going to do it. Oh, by the way, don't leave Toronto out of this conversation now. You can't. You can't. This team is ready, and if they can keep Kawhi and then bring it, use cap space to bring in one other player, what well, you've got to be talking about this. This could be the team of the East. Yeah, I just i i I was distracted in looking up recent players who have torn an Achilles. And well, first of all, the Warriors don't have to look far. They look on their bench. Demarcus Cousins. Yeah, yeah, right. Tore Achilles. And he's not. And he's not well. He's not he's nearly not well. the player he, he was. He's also not not nearly the athletic level. Oh, of hang player. on. No, no, yeah. hold on. No, when he's in Sacramento and New Orleans before. Like okay. he was a force. He, 
even just before he left New Orleans, before he before he he messed up that Achilles, right. he was an All Pro. He yes, was, he was right. Great there. player. Yeah, he and Anthony Davis were really really coming together, and it was kind of a bad situation that happened. But yeah, that's we're well over we're a year and a half. Who are now. some of the other names? Right. Richard Sherman is one that comes up to on well, the, on gonna, the football. I'm, but so I'm going to go with NBA guys. Yeah, NBA guys, and and perhaps the most significant that in the ballpark of Durant, uh, or I should say, ball, Durant's in the ballpark of would be Kobe. Remember Kobe Bryant tore his Achilles. Uh, oh yeah. Now he's 34 when he did it in 2013. Um, so he wasn't, you know, he was four years older than Kevin Durant, and you know he was still a dominant he, he player. He came back quickly though, if I remember correctly. He came back he early came back, on that. He came back <laughs> early, and he he over the next three years. This is what uh, this is according to uh, SB Nation. Okay. What happened to Bryant? He played six, 35, and 66 games in the next three years Ooh. before retiring. Average just 19 points. So it fell off. Fell off. Again, four years older, but, you know, Kobe, I mean, he was a, you know, dynamic player, right? He was, so way, how much did it have to do with the, the injury? How much did it have to do with him being 34, I think, is, is well, one, of, I the, think, one I think, of the questions you're throwing out there. I think, a, I think a lot with the injury, for sure. It's a movement injury. It's a quickness injury. That's that's what Mike and I were talking about with the ACL thing. It's it it's, it's directly affects your ability to, to, to run fast, to run quick, okay. to make quick moves. I'll give you another. So a guy who made his living off of quick moves – um, and one of the greats of all time, one of the best dunkers of all, Dominique Wilkins. Yep. He tore his in 1992 at age 32, so closer to Durant closer. here, Durant's right? about to be 31 here, yeah. Yes, and he came back to the same level uh, after the torn Achilles, yeah. That's uh, a pretty next, good comparison there, too. That's a really yes. good comparison. So the next and two it's years, so long ago that the technology and the medical work be is yes. much different. Has to be. He, uh, over the next two years following, when he came back, after his two years back, he averaged 28 points uh, per game. So okay, so okay. It, it's doable. Uh, if you if you look, but we're talking about it. it it's like the micro. It's like the uh, what was the surgery? Uh, Bruce micro Smith fracture. Had, micro fracture. Bruce Smith had it. Eric Swan had it. Yep. Neither you know, and there's a couple other players, but they're never the same. No. When they come back, that's where they crack the kneecap, hoping that the mm-hmm. uh, scar tissue and the recovery uh, heals it. I'm just saying the Achilles to basketball might be the microfracture to football. Could be. Right? Um, from the, the ACL and knee injury. So we'll have to wait and see. Just, you know what, it devastating. One of, the, one of the great players, some regard him as the best player in the NBA, and to have that happen, to work, all that work he put in to come back, I think people just thought he was just hanging out, right? I mean, I think I'm more bummed about next year than this series. Well, sure, <laughs> really, right? I mean, the longevity of this is going to be brutal. It really is. I mean, it it took it, took, it takes a t- you know a great name off the market. Essentially, we think, we think, I, boy, wouldn't that be something? If somebody actually signed him, went went after him hard, or if he left, is what you're saying? No, but the shockwave. To me, the shockwaves here are incredible. It, it, yeah, the trickle right? down is going to be unbelievable. The Kawhi if Leonard the Knicks had a right? plan for Durant and and Kemba, if that's their plan, is the entire league scrambling right yes, now? I, I mean, I, was there an 11 p.m. you know gunshot wound list? Right, because we don't I mean, know. We don't know who right. Durant may have already been plotting with to team oh, up right. with. Uh, tampering nobody was tampering. Oh yeah. Oh stop. He was probably texting them as, as he was walking back to the locker room. We're, we're still good, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you guys still have facts. Did Kawhi Leonard's uh, you know uh, text blow up too after that? I mean, 
Kawhi Leonard, uh, free agent to be. I mean, and you said he knows he knows the money he's going to make. And you you brought out the, the the great thing last week about the bonus money for Kawhi Leonard, the signing bonus, right, yeah. and the fifteen percent. Uh, but perhaps, how in the world does he leave Canada? I don't know. Right, we talked about it in length last week. It's even it's even more exaggerated now, right? I mean, I mean that twelve point run with he's incredible. Four minutes to go, that lifted the entire nation. Correct. We all collectively thought that he had just won that, that country the title in that two-minute span. It was unbelievable. He was hitting everything from wherever he wanted. Did you hear, did you hear his quote uh, when they're after? It had to be the only quote. Right? Well, no, no. No kidding, right? <laughs> no, when they were going out for games three and four, um, and the coach said in the locker room, all right, let's go get one out west. He goes, F that. Let's get two. Yeah. Like yeah, stuff you love to hear, he's right? Nasty, for yeah, sure. he is a he's a he's a great player, nasty player. Absolutely no emotion on the court. Right. I love that. I, I know a lot of people don't. I love that. There's no emotion I anywhere. And I, 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 I love it because I wonder when it's gonna crack. Like you know what I mean? Like Roger Federer almost never, almost never does anything, right? He hit a ball into the stands against Rafael Nadal. Angrily hit a ball sure. into the stands. Like, that never happens. Oh, I can't beat this guy. In is, clay. Is, are we going to have that moment with Kawhi? <laughs> you know what I mean? Is, is it when they win? Is he going to drop to his knees and cry? I mean, there's got to be something, right? There's got something's got to give here. He's just know. an absolute statue out there. They, something's going to. I mean, so do you, well, what do you think is going to happen with him now? And does Durant affect this? I don't know that these two were ever directly linked with free agency. And like I said, there's no monetary, you know, comparison. I mean, but if you're the Knicks, if you're the Knicks. Are you now interested in Kawhi Leonard? How the hell could any team not be interested in Kawhi yeah, Leonard? There's, the guys, there's there thirty teams. There's thirty teams that want him. Golden State included, by the way, right? Sure. I mean, I mean, let's let's talk about that. If they had any, if they were in at all, what do they do? What if Golden State was in on Kevin Durant? I mean, nobody really talks about that because that's not fun conversation. But what if they had a chance to keep him? And now next year is completely gone. And now you've. You were planning on bringing back Clay on a two-year deal. You've got Steph for a couple more years. Draymond's at, on an expiring. The, you maybe had one more year if you could keep if you could keep Durant in fold. You had maybe one more year to really put this thing to the finish line. Does it matter what happens in the next do, two games? Do they blow it up now? Does it matter what happens this year if they win? If they win, are they done? That's what I'm thinking. Do they not sign they, Clay then? They have a new arena. Yeah, they've, got to, next they've year. got to be they, pushing, right? Yes, yeah, but, but does that matter? I mean, they're, the, they're the Warriors. It shouldn't matter, should it? Yeah, they're the Warriors because of the collection of players. Yeah, but they're the Warriors because of the last seven years. I just wonder. I, I, I wonder how many how many regular season games Steph and Clay can win on their own. <sighs> a you lot. Know? I say a lot. Me they too. can win a lot. Me too. Um, you know, they're they're unbelievable players. Yeah. I still don't think Clay's as good a defender as you think he is. But they're both wonderful You're players. I'm, You're crazy. Still, I still take Pippen as a defender. He's the reason that Kawhi Leonard didn't score the last two yeah, minutes. Is, uh, I will still take Mike's right about that. <laughs> You're crazy. I, I will still take Pippen as a defender. I'm just saying. It's it's close. It's for sure close. It's, I'll take Clay offensively. I'll take Pippen defensively. I'd take either. I take Kawhi Leonard <laughs> over both of them, by the way. Right yeah, now. Yeah, that's right. The way Ka- Kawhi that's plays right. both ends of the floor. And I'm telling you, incredible. he's got some kind of quad injury. I'm telling you. Yeah, there is something. There's yes. going to be some report yes. after this is done, and we're going to be like, good God, what if he right. was 100%? You know what I mean? It's, Correct. It's, he's, 
he's nuts. I agree with you because there are times you're like, where is he? Then all of a sudden he'll take over so, in those moments. Without sure. going into details, let's let's just focus on him. Because by know, the way, I love the NBA. How do you not love the NBA right now? Yeah, I wanted to sleep really badly last night. It was impossible. You're not yeah. you're not turning that game off. No the, way. <laughs> the NBA. I mean, I don't know if we call this the golden age of the NBA because I, I Ooh, still it's close. I still like the mid '80s. Boy, bird magic in those like guys. But there's like twelve legitimate. All stars right, right now. I mean, real all stars right but now. But you have see. I, this is what I think right now in the NBA. I think you have great players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think back in the eighties, early night, you had great teams. teams yes, you had but, great, great franchise. This is a great team. <laughs> this this team, this Warriors we, team, fits there. It's but, a top three team, sure. And you've got what? Do you have four top ten all time players playing right now? Do you? Well, we're including Durant, correct? Durant. LeBron, Curry, Steph, for sure. Is there one? Is Kawhi's not there yet? All time, he's not there yet. Longevity wise, you've got three. Well, number one to me is still. Uh, and, and by the way, not to, so. Um, Allen, uh, who's the the guy? Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Did you see the interview with Dan Patrick? I did. It was great. Ray Allen likes Ray Allen though. Well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot so of NBA so players like So you got like to kind of you know fizzle out that minutia there. One of the, it, but he was asked LeBron or Michael Jordan. He said MJ hands yeah. down, and he said you know well who's the better MJ? Yeah. You know he just said MJ. Um, I, I, I want to paraphrase this correctly, but MJ, uh, what would he score now? He goes he'd average forty five now. Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, he goes because back then guys would hit you, guys would knock you. You can't touch players now. And he's right. Yeah. Right? I mean, Michael Jordan uh, took a beating. That's why he started shooting from the outside. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's early on. He'd drive. He'd get pounded. And it's 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 very close, though. It's very close. Do you, do you know what separates them from me, not to get down this road too far? Sure. Uh, it, it's that Kawhi mentality that, that MJ had. That's the link between Kawhi and MJ. I, I'm going to kill you tonight. <laughs> I'm going to absolutely kill you tonight. We don't really see that from LeBron. LeBron. LeBron's more of a kind of a, a teddy bear, a big, strong teddy bear at the end of the day. Mm, I feel I like I've seen him take games Last over year. with smoke coming out of his Last ears. Last year in Cleveland, but I thought he was a killer. On a personal yes. basis, LeBron can get fired up. But you never see LeBron get angry on the court, angry, angry. He'll come down the, down the middle and knock somebody over, you know, go into the hoop. But look, Except when J.R. Smith forgets to score. M- right. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> Most other people would have thrown him out of the arena. Yeah. Um, oh, my but, God. But if you watch the that. clips Remember of that? MJ, if you watch the clips of MJ, you know, back in those 90s, if he was just posting somebody up, he looked like he wanted to punch him in the face. That was MJ's just mentality. It, it's every play. I w- I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to crush you this play. Kawhi's got that. Kawhi, you can just see he's taking people on on a personal level, one on one. And I love that. I love that. To me, that's the difference. All right, but so you're saying top 10 all time. LeBron. LeBron, of course. Steph Curry has to be because he's the best shooter ever. Yeah, better than Ray right? Allen, right? I, oh, I, 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 oh thought you were, I thought you were going there. Oh, no. <laughs> Listen, are you kidding me? No. Nobody has ever shot think, the basketball better than Steph Curry shoots the basketball. I think Clay's better than Ray Allen. I do. At the end of, the, at the end of his career, he will be considered a better shooter. I, I believe right? that. Yes. Um. Because I think overall they're 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 better defenders. It's a, it's a golden era right now. Yeah, there's there's unbelievable. It's players. a golden era. Yes. They're, they're, almost every night there's a, a must see matchup. I mean, the, if you if you want to go back in the eras, we're not even talking Harden. <laughs> I mean, but if you're going top ten guys back in the eras here, just to just to, and I'll, I'll quote it, Paul might agree with me on this. Uh, Bird and Magic uh, clearly in there. Michael Jordan, of course, number one. Yeah. And then uh, you know, do you throw Kobe in? 
probably. Sure. And uh, is Kareem there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, right. I, I think, Maybe those five. I think yeah. that. Oscar, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Oscar Robertson yeah, certainly there, right? could. Yeah, you know, be an argument. But anyway, okay. So as far as it's concerns, contract right, it's yeah. going to make this thing more interesting well, because of slotted let's players. Let's just say Kawhi's getting there, right? Kawhi's on his way. I mean, this is this could have been his third title if he if he fin- gets to the finish line. There right. Was, you know, I still think they will. By the way. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's still in their hands. Yeah. All things. I think all that pressure to win at home. I I think if if they're going to win it, they're going to win it in game six. Oof. That's a terrible way to close Oracle, but. (laughs) I'm just saying. I just, I think all the pressure to win on the home floor. Yeah. You know, they didn't do it the other night. Let's say say he does it. Let's say Kawhi's got 35 and 12 in Oracle and they win the title. He's worth a heck of a lot more than $35 million. Sure he is. Sure. It's $40 million player. And it's. Uh, let's just quickly have a, have a quick roundtable about this. I mean, are the slotted contracts good for the sport? Or would you rather have the randomness of baseball, the, the, the slight randomness of football, where you can really project yourself forward in, in a great championship run? The money's so big, though, with these slotted contracts. Does it matter? Right? Yeah. I don't think it matters. I, I don't think it matters. That deflates it, it, everything, right? How big of a negative is the slotted contract versus thing? 38? Yeah. Well, it's, well, it's, well, to that point, back in the day, they paid MJ 40. Right. Right? And everyone else is making like 18. Right. If that were the case now, you know, how big would LeBron's contract in L.A. be right now? Would it be $60 million? Right. Yeah. Probably, right? Good point. Sure. But what it also does is, see, I think the slotted contracts on the CBA, it gives teams like Milwaukee a chance to keep Giannis. Right, like okay, we know we we know what's coming down the road. We know you know we've got to pay them, yeah. whether they do or not. You know, maybe they'll ask Aaron Rodgers to pump some more money in the franchise. Ridiculous, <laughs> but I'm just saying they they know what it is going to be. Yeah. Whereas in the past, like this guy's no, you know, knowing is definitely a, a good thing. Correct, because guys like me and obviously guys in the front office can sit there and really budget these things out. You can really put some spreadsheets together and make this happen four years down and, the road. And it's for a player like Giannis to say, "Okay, you know, I love it here. It is, and I, I can only make X amount. I'm going to do it." Is it about keeping people? Do you think I think that's so. What this is about. I think absolutely. Because, I, I think it's about keeping people. Because here's the point I really wanted to get to, and it's we're gonna we're gonna transition into hockey too here in a second. Um, Careers are just getting smaller. <laughs> no more evident than last night, right? I mean, there's concern now with 31-year-old Kevin Durant for, for going forward. Um, just like these other sports we've talked about in football and baseball, 27-28 is going to be that prime. That's the prime age for all these sports, basketball included now. Particularly with them starting earlier. Way earlier. Right. Yeah, and maybe the one and done even goes away in the next two years, so it could be even earlier. Um, so if that's the case... And you're only making 25% of the cap in your second contract if you're a superstar. You know, are you missing out on $50 million in your prime? And then are you, is it going to get to a point where, where you don't even see that 35% contract? Well, that, that's up for... Because that's coming, right? That's up for the players in the next CBA to negotiate that, you know, I, uh, I'm max worri- contract to a lower age. I'm worried. Yes. Right or up the per- or up the mid percentages, right? Get them sure. closer. Get them closer. Get them more money earlier. Yeah, that makes sense. I because I, players got to coming- happen. There's got to be a middle class shift here with all these sports because right. the owners are going to start putting their foot down. They're going to. They're going to start. Well, they're just going to keep going with the younger players. Well, we don't want to see perform. what's happening in football. We don't want to see this. I mean, where there's talk- no middle class. Well, not so much that, but the middle class is is so cheap right now. That there's no reason to pay the upper class, right? You know what I mean, and and we don't want that in basketball. We we love knowing Steph Curry makes forty five million a year. I I think 
It just makes him cooler on the court, right? I mean, that he's got these ridiculous numbers tied to but, him. But, you know, the, the argument for the owner, if I'm the owners, the, the argument I would have is, look, I'm, I'm, I'm paying you a lot of money, yeah. all right, handsomely. We're giving you the stage to make more money in endorsements, sneaker contracts, all those other things. They, that is the venue for it. Right, right. I mean, yes. Steph Curry's not Under Armour without being on the court and performing, playing great. Like he and he'll argue, oh, I made this my my own opportunity, but we've given you the stage here. So that's the argument against that. Okay, right. So, but I I do think yes, if you're if you want to pay players in their prime, then the max needs to, to be uh, a lower age, and yes, the the middling, if you yeah, will. I think all these sports need to align to this this new prime age of twenty seven, twenty eight. It's just, it's going to have to happen with these next iteration of CBAs. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk hockey here, because uh, it's been more than a few times that we've talked about these eight year contracts mm. in the NHL. Um, and I don't want to get too too far into this, but he, this is the only question I want to talk about, and let's see how far it goes. How do we get rid of them? That's <laughs> it. How do we get rid of them? How do we get everyone to agree? I mean, it's a, it's a big enchilada because the reason they're eight years is because salary caps salary are divided cap. by the length of the contract. Sure, you right. want to be able to keep the salary caps low by by you know spreading these contracts out longer. Do we just have to raise the cap an, a, a crazy amount like the NBA did? I mean, they jumped like twenty five million three years ago. Well, the reason they went to it, so let's let's go back in history. You mentioned paying Michael Jordan forty million. Yeah, I, I want to say I remember Yager getting forty yeah. in New York. And other teams, you know, the, the small market teams said, well, we can't, we can't compete with this. Mm-hmm. The Rangers were paying, I think they paid Bobby Holik $8 million. They were paying so much money out mm-hmm. to players. And they didn't win, by the way. But, you know, teams were saying, we can't compete with this. How do we compete uh, against the Torontos, Montreal, New York, the teams at Boston that generate all this money? Oddly enough, Boston wasn't spending it when they were making it, right? They win now in our cap system, but they didn't before. Um, but anyhow, how do we compete with keeping free agents when they can go make a gazillion elsewhere and then then fill in the rest with um, uh, good players and pay them even more money? It, it, it was just an unfair right, system, so if you will. So that's why they brought the cap in. But you're right. How do you get eight million? But we've got we've got eight year contracts. We're here in Buffalo in a small market, and now we yes the Sabers have two players. That combined for nineteen million a year. Correct. For the next seven years. Eight years. Right. Eight years. They sort of payroll of nineteen million. Are you saying they can't <laughs> add three million a year to make that a six year deal? You know what I'm saying? Oh they don't have the upfront cash to raise those salaries and lower the terms? I don't know. Well, do they have do That's all I'm asking here. You like want if, the, if Connor McDavid's making twelve five and that's his, the most he could possibly make because correct. of the percentage of the cap at the time, which I agree with. I think there should be a cap to that, but the cap's got to rise so that we can get these salaries higher, so and that we can make these rising. contracts. It's less. been rising steadily. Well, and the union, the union has it the, has it has, and the unions had the option every year to put a five percent escalator in, right? Right. But they they always put that in before they know right. what the revenue numbers. Are. So I mean, it's, it's really shady. A, it's, it's more really money a, in the owner's pockets. It's a questionable system, frankly. The players don't get near enough. That's for sure. They don't get near enough. Right. right? And But the, the <laughs> listen, the lockouts worked every time for the NHL. For it the owners. Worked. It's worked for the owners. Yes. Correct. Players are being rewarded. Look, at the cap has gone up. They've uh, added a roster spot, so more players are getting NHL money. 
Um, they shouldn't shouldn't cry poor. There are franchises that lose. Matter of fact, I think we, there's rumors the Coyotes are being sold um, and yeah. perhaps relocated. Who knows? Yeah. Um, but more, but there are franchises that do not make as much money as others. There is a revenue sharing system in the NHL to bring everybody up there. And, you know, they just, let's not forget, you've had two expansion teams here, Vegas yeah, and now fine, Seattle. Yeah, they cash grabs. Half billion they're in doing cash. Fine. They're doing fine. The problem the players have with that is, well, wait a second, they don't get any of that fee, but they do get 46 get more. 40, right. They 46 get more, more jobs, uh, you know, amongst the unions. So, um, but the cap's 83. Which is I, I can't I can't believe the cap's eighty three million. I really can't. Really, I I cannot believe it because you don't think the league generates that kind that of revenue. Co- that, that's correct. I just I just can't believe but, uh, everything you just said. <laughs> I know <laughs> there's I, money coming everywhere. I'm talking about uh, seat revenue. Like look at the NHL teams. They make a lot of money off of ticket. Yeah. Right. The individual teams. Yeah. Tickets are. Crazy expensive Crazy. in the National Hockey They're League. the one professional sport that relies on ticket revenue more than any other professional well, the sport, Can- right? Well, the Canadian television deal put a lot of money in the coffers. So mm-hmm. Bell came in with a billion, I think. But the, they're the one sport whose American television deal is not that good, yep. right? I mean, NBC has it. NBC Sports Network has it. But it's not – I mean, the NBA – the NHL Stanley Cup, not every game's on NBC. That's crazy, right? Right? <laughs> um, it just tells you everything right there because the ratings aren't fantastic. It depends right. who's in there. So their television contract in the U.S. is not as strong as it is in Canada. I'm not sure about internationally. I think they have some rights uh, because you have a lot of players international. So, you know, I'm not saying they're not making money. Yeah. I just can't believe how fast the cap is – how much the cap has grown in the last – 10 years just remarkable to me so so it was like 30 some odd million two lockouts ago why, why aren't we why aren't we losing eight-year contracts then if the cap has grown to your liking okay if you think it's ahead of where it should be right now which is what you sort of sound like here and by the way i, I think why are teams still committing themselves to eight-year contracts because there's 57 in the league right now wow because the players have the leverage like so, let's look at the last eight-year contract. The players want eight-year contracts. Sure, they do, and and they want lockout protection in the eight years. But but most of them don't. Most of them aren't getting signing bonuses. But but here's the thing: NHL contracts are guaranteed unless they're bought out, and then they get uh, a two-thirds of it. So they're guaranteed if they're playing, Kevin. There's, there's a there is a stoppage on salary. They get paid. NHL players get paid. When they, and that's why trades are hard to do. Of course. Um, they get paid. Uh, some have lockout protection in their contracts, right? So some will right. push for, hey, if there's a lockout, you guys still got to pay me. You're or right. you got to pay me percentage, percentage, of percentage of it there. Mostly it's I think that. Eichel's contract. It's like unemployment mostly. Yeah, I think Eichel's contract has some lockout protection in yep. there. I would, bet, I would bet Skinner's, uh, who also just signed with Buffalo, as you mentioned, I bet he has some lockout protection also. Okay, so let's assume the players do want this. Because and by the way, he had all the leverage. So what I'm saying, my players have leverage there. If you're a great player, you have the leverage before going to free agency. It's going to be a max contract, so he doesn't have to worry about it for the next eight years. It was going to be seven, though. I'm just telling you, it eight years, they want that. I don't have to worry about it for eight years. Okay. Um, Even though the you, money you say decreases. The, you say, right, a lot. Right? The players, you say the players want it. I'll agree with that. Does the league want this? Oh, no. Are you kidding me? 
then the, what, then the what owners, are we doing here? Owners wouldn't want an eight-year contract. Then what are we doing? Because here? they've found those. If eight they've years, got all the leverage, if they've got all the negotiating, they don't points, have all the leverage. But they do. do they, well, hold they on. They clearly do. They're making so much more of this revenue than the players are right now. But not every team is. Not every team uh, is. The teams. The teams that like it are. The, there are. But bad, listen, maybe the but economics bad, have changed. Small teams are still signing eight-year deals. Mike, maybe the economics have changed <laughs> since I. I and looked at economics of it and yeah. saw the scale of revenue sharing. Like I used to see these numbers, and it, maybe it's changed a bit there. But the teams that made money, there, there, there was there was like a handful of teams that made most of the revenue of the National Hockey League, I'm, and it was Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver, New York, right. and oh gosh, Chicago, 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 Boston, Chicago, Boston were in there. And after that, I got to tell you, everybody they, else is kind of slim on the margin there. Treading right? water. Some teams yep. are treading water. Some teams lost. It was incredible how much. Do money you think it's is. still about that? Do Absolutely. You think, do you think most of these small markets are just kind of breaking even? I don't think Buffalo makes money. Okay. I don't think the Sabers again back to make the, money. Back to the TV point and where a that's hockey how mad market. That's how all the other professional sports small markets can can survive because that influx of TV money that the NHL doesn't have as I, a part. I don't think Nashville makes money. Right, it's hard to say. Right, how does Nashville not make money? Where are these teams, uh, they they'll, they'll get the rights to the arena, mm-hmm. the only arena, and so they can operate. That's when they make the other, money. There, well, yes. But so I'm saying about hockey. So hockey related revenues. You know, there's this big argument. Remember the CBA? Like, okay, well, listen, I'm going to sell. Um, I'm going to sell a spot track. Yeah. Uh, a, a a spot in the corner. Yeah, they've, the they've inquired. Don't worry. I'm sure they have. Yeah. And. So up in the corner, there's uh, you have a, a permanent. So every concert, every other event there, but it's also there for hockey games. Yeah. But they percentage that out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So and they say, well, it's only you know, what's three. It's up there 365 days a year. <laughs> it's only up there for well, it's 47 times. If we do make the playoffs, we'll give you more. So they bring out. It's like. 10% I really wanted that circus audience, though. That's what I was banking for. <laughs> well, you probably were. I mean, that's what, that's what you're really paying that's for, what right? For. Monster truck rallies in the spot track there. Right? What does the Bigfoot driver get in a salary cap? <laughs> but I'm just saying. Coming so, soon to SpotTrack.com, <laughs> monster truck driver salaries. Name, listen, naming rights to the arena, sure. those things are percentage out. And I remember that being a big argument uh, when it came to that. Let, so that's where, that's where franchise and owners make money. One on last question to put a bow on this because I, I like where you're going with it. If the cap was way bigger, over a hundred right now. If it was, let's say it was a hundred right now, seventeen okay. million more than it is today. And by the way, there's a floor. Don't forget, there's, there's a, a floor, floor and a ceiling. Well, right? The floor there, is there because of what you're talking about. Correct. Because there were there are teams that would literally shut it down for two years if they could. Um, <laughs> yes. There are. Yes. Um, um, let's say it's a hundred. Okay. Are you telling me you wouldn't have teams like Buffalo, teams like Arizona, teams like mm, Florida? Try to bring in free agents on three-year deals at twelve million. Eight. Sure, there would be teams like yes. And wouldn't players prefer that? Um, wouldn't players? Prefer it's a lot like a we talk about with yes. we talk about with the NFL. Yes. Are we moving towards a trend where the players are saying, "I want less term," right. because that gives me another chance to change teams, to to up my value, to sign another contract. And not only does it do that. But it guarantees more movement, which has got to be better for the NHL, which has got to drive more revenue, get more eyes on it, get more people on Twitter talking about it. Well, it's got to be a better approach for this league right now. Well, here's the because I'm guessing a thousand people already turned this podcast off because we're talking hockey right now. (laughs) 
Let's be honest here. I bet you're right. It's just yeah. truth. But if we were yeah. talking about hockey all the time because there were all these interesting little what-ifs that the NBA has every hour, I mean, every hour, it's crazy. I, I, it's got to be you better think, for the league. You think movement would create more interest in the NHL? It's not even a question in my mind. I think it's mind. proven across all sports. It's not even a question in my mind. What if Sidney Crosby, Crosby was always on the what-if? What, what if he was on a two-year deal with a player option? And every two years we had to talk about what's he going to do? What's he going to do? Is he going home? Is he going back to Canada? Hey, we live in a media world up, now oh where where the offseason and the between-the-games discussion sometimes overwhelms the discussion of the games themselves. I think I think the NHL will always be fourth. It's a great sport, by the way. No a lot question. of great people working it, but I think it'll always be fourth because the barrier to play is great. The cost to play is great, and most of this country does not play hockey, it's, it's nor will they. Yeah. I think everybody can play basketball. They can go out right now and shoot hoops in the drive. Driveway. They can throw the pigskin around on Sunday, uh, and they can bet on football, and they understand what they're betting on. I don't think they understand what they've been betting on in hockey, the way things you got to do it. And baseball, you can play catcher the kid, but when it comes to hockey, that's a tough one. All of that is right, but that's but they know that. Yes, they do know that. And money, yes. money talks, man. Money does. If talk. Money is moving all the time. People are talking about it. People are people care about it. People okay. people see the game differently. They just do. I, I just think it's a really easy way. To make the NHL more popular. Well, to your point, I, I bet you more people in America know Wayne Gretzky than they do Sidney Crosby. Yeah. And Wayne, listen, and he that's moved a problem. Around. Well, it is a problem. Because right? Crosby's been he was great at the for Raptors game. Right. He showed him at the Raptors. He game was last actually. Time. He was. Uh, he. I don't. Know, he went to the golf tournament. I lost my volunteer driver. Supposed to drive Wayne around. Oh yeah. All day. Yeah. He's like, nice. I got to drive a VIP. I'm like, come on, who is it? He's like. It's Wayne. I'm like, oh, Gretz. He's like, you know Gretz? Gretz. <laughs> Here we go. Listen to like, Gretz. <laughs> Listen. People who worked in hockey, that's what he goes by. Gretz. I'm calling him Mr. Wayne. Last time I saw him on the course was at Riviera. I'm like, hey, Gretz. Hey, I know you, don't I? I'm like, yes, you do. I work with Danny Gary. Oh, that's right. Tell Tix I said hello. Come on. That's got to be his go-to. I know you, don't I? <laughs> no. That's my go-to. He's, you know what? At weddings and stuff? I, I will tell you. you what. You will never find... You'll never find a more genuine superstar, greats of all time, than Wayne that. Gretzky. I believe that. He is a down-to-earth guy, does really. He, does he have uh, investment in the, the Raptors? Is he involved at I all? I don't know. Yeah. That'd That's be a, smart a great move, question. Huh? It'd be a, I mean, it'd be, it'd be foolish they, not to I'm guessing to they asked everybody, right? <laughs> Back in the day? I would think so, Yeah, I right? would think so, too. I mean, uh, no, Wayne Gretzky's uh, he's, you know what? And I say, right, can, he talked to any fan that way. He really is a genuine guy. Nice. All right, so uh, since uh, hopefully we haven't lost everybody, yeah, hang, on, on, hang on one second. We'll go back to a little football. Well, let me back. let me tell you something about football real quick. Dynasty owner, all right. This is for football, all right. Matter of fact, we had more movement. Made dynasty owner moving to hockey. You're soon here, but dynasty, about him, yeah. dynasty owner, make sure you get in for their upcoming 2019 beta draft. This is where you you don't just trade players for players. You can trade for dynasty dollars. You're the GM and coach when it comes to dynasty owner. And I love this part, right? Percentage of your bench performance counts that week. So you don't have to worry about missing out on someone's unbelievable performance. And who the hell, you know, thought that guy would have a great game against uh, uh, Richard Sherman. But listen, you get bench points, a percentage of that. So that's great. You can also go over the salary cap like we were talking about here. You're going to pay for it, though. There's a luxury tax fine. It's the first game to combine week-to-week fantasy sports with long-term ownership and GM strategy. Don't just play fantasy sports. Own it. Go to DynastyOwner.com. That's DynastyOwner.com. Sign up for that 2019 beta draft. All right. So you, you, you've you headlined this as the, the average Colts. Now, a Colts fan living in the Midwest in Indiana might 
be mad to hear that, but it's actually a compliment, isn't it? Yeah, are there well, Colts fans who live anywhere else? Or well, still some Baltimore yeah, fans, maybe? Sure there are. Lots of some Peyton Manning fans in Tennessee and things like that, Colts fans. Yeah, this is a little play on words. Um, we've talked about the Colts. I think we're all pretty high in the Colts right now in 2019. Um, well, their management of the cap has been pretty incredible, right? Yeah, that, that's that's the line to take away right now, and I've tweeted it out before. They are the fourth fourth highest favorites to win the Super Bowl right now. Mm. And they have they still have fifty seven million in cap space. They're they're wow. leading the league in cap space. They're the fourth favorites to win the Super Bowl. I'm not sure they're done. I mean, look at it, it's June. The Patriots probably have four more trades in them still, right? right? Knowing how they operate, so there's going to be some movement here. We're still going to see some cap casualties in the summer here. Um, and, and it's important. There's room to be done here. It's important to note, based upon our conversation with we just had in hockey and NBA, like NBA and NFL, they they get their labor on on field labor on court labor from uh television contracts they don't have to worry about that. that's right that's right? right that's right so you know th- th- that's just why their cap's so high and they'll spend the money because they're already getting the money they, they right? are they'll get, they'll get incredible grief if they don't spend the money they are and there's a there's a floor in the nfl as well which we talk about often but it, i wonder if this season specifically is going to raise some eyebrows because there's just so many teams with cap space still literally i mean we're in the middle of june and you know, you could sign. There are probably fifteen teams that could sign a legitimate all star right now, right? <laughs> because of the cap space. Well, isn't that why the union has said, "Guys, start saving your money." I right, because the union's going to fight for these teams to spend the money. Either spend it, or there's going to be a big pushback. Right? Yeah, this cap is going to drop, which would be just a mess. I can't even imagine teams having to clean up that mess of of a lower cap. Wow. When they project it otherwise, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't think it gets there. That that just seems too too negative. But they get guidance. They negative. get guidance. For a very image conscious <laughs> league, that's way too negative. They get guidance from the league yeah. on, hey, this is where the cap we project you know, years yeah. out. Like it's not like, hey, uh, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> Remember, you got T V contracts coming up in the next two streaming to three contracts years. too. The streamings right. are gonna be big, for the big, NFL. Big, big, so big. to think that the cap is not going anywhere but continuing to climb seems a little crazy. Well, especially in the world of streaming where there's other other right. avenues for revenue, right? right. Where They're fans fine. are going to pay to see games, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's gonna come from you, the fans. Whether you buy a ticket or not, there's gonna be enhancements to watch a game, so on and so forth. Speaking of pain. Here's how I like to do it this time of year. Um, we, we have a, a really nice tool called the Positional Breakdown Tool, which basically takes all the money and all the teams from a cash or a cap standpoint, combines it positionally, right, or positional groupings, essentially, so the offensive line, the secondary, right, that kind of thing. And uh, we do it by team, by position, in a, in a nice big table format. And, you know, it's cool to see who's spending the most and who's spending nothing. The Bills have three quarterbacks at $3.5 right now. It's pretty funny. That's incredible. Yeah, lowest in the league. But – um, where I like to look is, is the line, and we draw the line at the average. We, we show the averages because it's just been sort of that thing, it's that, that trend over the years that if you're sort of close to the average with all these, right, across the board, the quarterbacks and the, and the wide receivers and your lines and your secondary, if you're sort of par for the course in the league with your spending, with your cash spending, you're going to be in a pretty good spot late in, late in the year. It just sort of lends itself to you're balanced, you've got some depth, you really haven't put your eggs too much into one basket, so you can handle a couple of injuries. It just, you know, it, it makes sense. It's logical that that sort of works out. So it's early, and we're still at 90-man rosters right now, so the cash is a little bit jaded, but we'll continue to monitor this, you know, as we get down into the 53s and then obviously through the season. But as it stands right now, big surprise, the Patriots are in three of these categories. <laughs> right? Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> big surprise. They're middle of the road for the quarterback right now until Brady gets his new deal. 
They're middle of the road at the wide receiver position, which I actually thought was shocking. No, I'm not shocked at all. Really? I, but, well, because Brady. But, but now we no, know why. No Brady, wide receivers, though. Wide yeah, receivers. but I'm saying because we know why Brady's why their quarterback because of Brady. But Brady elevates the level of the receiver, so they have never really been inclined to go spend a lot of money on wide receivers because they don't have to. Because Brady will take a guy who ranks as a four and a half on everybody else's scale and make him a six and a half. They've actually been low though. In most years, under the average, under the average. So the fact that they're up to the average this year in the wide receiver, so receivers, that's why you're surprised. It's a, it's a okay, it's a, I'm not surprised they're right smack in the middle. Yeah. I think which is the difference here. Well, let me tell you why they. Were yeah, able why? To do why that. did they step up then? They've got no tight end money. None. Okay. There's no Gronk salary gotcha. on there anymore. So they they had to flex that money back into the wide receiver role, and they actually flexed a lot of back to the running back too. So. They're they're real sort of top weapon heavy right now. We'll see what happens with the tight end position. I mean, the suspensions are killing them right now. I mean, that's gonna, it's going to be a rocky start to their, their their season. We'll see how that how, you know. Obviously, we'll be watching closely. Yeah, but they they've proven it's not you know. Not we'll how you start. It's how you finish. We'll see. Yep. Go, yeah, Golden State's and I and I know a guy that that uh, a lot of people thought could wind up there is Kyle Rudolph just resigned in Minnesota, so he is off the uh, the the market as an option in New England again too. No question. By the way, you know, I just figured he was waiting. I don't want to do mini camps. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no. A lot of guys doing that I'm, right now. Seriously. Like, yeah. has, hasn't anybody learned, or some are starting to learn from Bruce Smith? Bruce <laughs> Smith back in the day when Paul and I would cover the Bills. Ouch, my knee hurts. Well, you know, yeah. Little, that would be the first tightness. day of training camp, and then he would come back conveniently like three days before the last week, uh, right. before the regular season started. Everybody's worried about yeah. Bruce. Like, no, yeah. we're not worried. I think Favre just had it written into his contracts at the end of the year. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll see you in, you know, August 20th. You know, they wouldn't hit, like, Marv Levy had a great, you know, I, I trying the best way to say, Man, these guys don't need to play. Yeah. Right. Right, yeah. I mean, we're going to roll them out there, and we're going to throw the ball out. These guys are so damn good, and that's why they're Hall of Famers. They don't need this stuff. And frankly, there's a lot of players in the NFL who don't need uh, to show up for mini camps, right? I mean, it's almost like an insult. Well, yeah, come wonder, out, run around in your shorts. Let's make sure that you're staying in shape here. Come on. I, I think the, you know, the physical fitness part of it for sure, but I wonder with all the movement that the NFL has seen if that's a different conversation now. I wonder if because well, there's so many quarterbacks and new wide receivers and things like that, and new coaches, my goodness, all the time, you have to think there's more reason to go now, right? Well, for playbooks and those yeah, sort of things. I would think. Yeah, depends on the through. position a little bit, I think, sometimes. But, yeah. but yes, you make a very good point. You would think, you know, the, the Odell Beckham and Cleveland thing. Yeah. He needs to be He's there. It's be a there. new team. It's a new offense. It's a new coach. So, you know, yeah, I, you could make the argument that he should be there, but then again, okay. at that position, he's going to do what he does. No right, matter what. I was going to say, um, oh, you're the outside pass rushing defensive yeah. end. Megan on Odell, you're the outside receiver. Go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, run a button hook and go. Yeah. Okay. Hey, can you run a square in and go? Okay, great. Yeah, <laughs> right? Sometimes I hey. think that whole thing is a little overrated. The whole timing thing. I, great players I, are great I, players. Exactly. Ex- yes. Thank you. You're welcome. All right, so the point to make here is I added up all these averages, right? You get to the point where you're going position by position across the board, and, of course, the team closest to the average across all positions, Indianapolis Colts. There you so go. Everything is looking rosy in Indy right now for the 2019 season. Well, and, I mean, it all depends on the quarterback. I Luck, think so. Right? I mean, sure. Isn't it funny that it could be like a bubble year for him? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, if he's the only, if he's the, the the bad, you know, cog in this gear, they can move on from him next year. Sure, which is crazy. Jacoby Brissett in 2020? That'll be interesting. 
I, I don't know if they'd run this. Well, why not run the same offense? Yeah. It works. It's, it's an run interesting. Run more plays than everybody else. That's what they do. It, yeah. It's an interesting, as we talk so much about trends here, it, it, to me that's a very interesting trend because the way they're going about it, which was very much a massive rebuild mm-hmm. um, and gutting of, of a lot of spots on that team and then throwing going all in on the offensive line by drafting two players who are starters high. And, and you know, what the Colts are doing, the approach the Colts are doing, not really being accurate. Active, overly active in free agency, relying very much on the draft, um, is is maybe something that other teams will have already started to some degree, and and will continue to should they have a lot of success this year. Uh, you know, I, to me, that's very it's a very interesting approach that they're going at. You know, I think a lot of people would struggle to name a lot of Colts wide receivers and running backs right now, which goes which belies the norm of the NFL. So again, they're 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 not chasing a lot of big names they've let a lot of big names go is is that going to be enough to win we'll have to wait and see right but they have the luxury of having the quarterback in place or or the 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 version two of the quarterback after the injury i want to i want to close out the show here with okay if i want to close out the show something mike u.s open odds right we have the u.s open this week uh pebble beach here are the odds Brooks Kepka, thirteen to two. Kepka. Right, right. Thirteen to two. That's still pretty good. Yeah. Dustin Johnson, seven to one. Mm. Tigers, ten mm. to one. Mm. Jordan Spieth, fourteen to one. Wow. Why? Here's the bet. I think this is this is good value. Rory McIlroy, sixteen to one. Yeah, I good. just followed Rory McIlroy all weekend at the Canadian Open, and he was dominant in the wind when nobody else could. He just he just ripped the golf course apart. He's the best driver of the golf ball. Uh, he worked on wedges like crazy. It paid off. Uh, he, he putted great. Why is he so low? Is it because of his major performances? It has to be. No, right, here's the thing. So going into the final round, it was the sixth time out of uh, – well, excuse me. He has 11th, 11th time he's held or co-held a 54-hole lead. Yeah. 11 times. He'd won six huh. of the previous 10. He's seven of eleven. People are like, "This guy's a choker." I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" No, shoot, sixty-four, sixty-one. Is that what it was? Sixty-four, sixty-one. He was going for fifty-nine, and I thought he was nine under through fourteen holes. And you coughed, right? <laughs> <laughs> Kevin got a phone call. Believe me, I tried. I tried like hell to stay out of his way, man. Actually, on the seventh hole, I got stuck in the walkway behind the security guy, and I was ten feet from Rory's eight eight footer. Nice. For birdie, and I'm like, I told my producer, I'm like, I'm, I'm stuck in a bad spot here because, <laughs> you know, we have to talk. So I said, when I go, that'll mean he just made contact. And, he, of course, he made, he made the putt. I'm yeah. like, oh, thank God he made the putt because <laughs> I was so close uh, to Roy McIlroy. But anyway, uh, if, if he hits the ball off the tee, he won, he won that tournament with his driver, okay? Um, but there are other guys who can win. Pebble Beach, you know, it's not the longest golf yeah, course. It's an Irons, Irons course, right? But you do not have the winds off the ocean mm-hmm. that you had. But here's the thing. Kepka Thursday was the first time he picked up a club, really, uh, since, you know, winning the PGA. He barely tried in the Memorial. And he, uh, he Kepka is going to, I, I think it would be great. He's going to be the th- first three-time champion in a row of the U.S. Open. It would be incredible. The guy's a killer. Yeah, Ke- right? He's like Kawhi. 
He uh, is. He takes his regular season off, yes. and then when it matters, he just shows up. Yes, he is, and I think thirteen to two is uh, yeah, uh, still decent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tiger, absolutely. Tiger has a great history on that course. Yes. Has played well. That course seems to oh, suit 12, him. Where, where, where do you figure he is? He does he have a chance? I'm going to do. I am going to do an exact box on Kepka and Tiger. I, I I don't like Tiger physically again. I think there's really? something wrong. Oh, I've been I think watching something wrong. Have you seen his practice? I, sessions out there he looks good i'm worried about four four rounds in a row i really am i'm not he's been practicing a lot up there i'm so not you're, so you're taking tiger over rory um yeah and you're, and you're exactly? I, you know why well here's here's my thing with rory i think it's so difficult to win back-to-back weeks i think when you win something like there's you know rory's special there's yeah. no question um but to win you're right um you know there's some fatigue i mean that was a, yeah. i'll tell you something that that course is a tough walk rory's in great shape but that takes something out of He's you. He's got some traveling now to do. He's got traveling. I'm just saying, getting there, like there, all these people are going to be picking him to focus. He'll be there. I think he'll be within the final two groups in the weekend. Hmm. But I think Kepka's going to be there too, and that guy is just – I mean, how do you not pick Kepka until he gets beat in a major? Man. Right? You can't. You he don't, finished you second can't. at the Masters. He wins the PGA. He's the back-to-back U.S. Open champion. All right. Final question. Why is Jordan Spieth 14-1 in anything right now? Actually, Jordan's game is is has come on here as of late. Yeah, but no. how he can't put it together. Yeah, but see, this is but I think because of the the course it's a wedge course. Yeah. Jordan's got a great wedge game. He's been putting better. Yeah, so does Tiger, though. Correct. I That's why Tiger. Tiger's ten to one. Yeah. As I just said, I'm I'm exact to boxing. So you Kepkin think what you Woods. think people can slow play this and win? That's what you think. Oh no 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 no! I think you got to come out of the gate and play well early. Yeah, there's no 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 there's no slow playing here. These guys aren't going to slow Doesn't play. Just think that it starts Thursday. We're going to be revved up for this basketball game, right? Yeah. Wait, is basketball Thursday or Friday? It's Thursday. And uh, Hockey's Wednesday. Hockey's basketball's Wednesday. Thursday. But you know what's great? You've got it in prime, prime time. Prime time Sunday Monday. night. Yes. The best. Saturday. Oh, of the West Coast. Sure. Yes. Steak, yeah. Steaks for Father's Day and golf. And what I think best. you'll see is I think you'll see more more of the majors going out west in the U.S. here. I think Obviously not the Masters, but I think you'll see the PGA move a little bit out west. I think the U.S. Open will stay out west because – It's been a good schedule this year. I been, like this a lot. This new schedule? Yeah, I like great, this a lot. great, isn't it? Yeah. It it's has been more fantastic. How about a major every month is terrific. Me too. Yeah, I mean, you, you go from this, you'll have the Open Championship soon, and then mm-hmm. – you know, shortly after that, you've got the, the playoffs, and you're out of the, and you're mostly out of the way when the NFL starts. Mostly, right? And don't forget this: there's a new system. The window we're talking about money here. You have the FedEx Cup, right? You want to make the 125 to get in. The Wyndham Rewards for the Wyndham Championship, yeah, huge. The top ten after the Wyndham Championship gets paid out in Wyndham Rewards hotel, cash. Hotel points. <laughs> no, to get more in hotel points. Who's ever number one in FedEx Cup standings, also number one in Wyndham Rewards standings, gets $2 million before the playoffs start. Nice. How how good is that? Nice. That's good. That's pretty damn good. Yep. So get your kids into golf. Keep them into golf. Oof, don't do that. Why not? <laughs> it's a great game. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Spot Track Podcast. Make sure you check out SpotTrack.com. Premium members, you get a premium experience at SpotTrack.com. Uh, so make sure you, you consider that. Uh, tell your friends about SpotTrack, too. For Mike Gennetti, Paul Peck, I'm Kevin Sylvester. We'll talk to you next time. <laughs>